Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Hollywood Boulevard podcast, hosted by Jonathan Moody and Donnie Sturgis. Hey, hey, everybody! This is uh, Donnie Sturgis, and uh, with me, as always, is Jonathan Moody. And uh, hey, forgive us, <laughs> forgive us both. Uh, apparently, the uh, apparently the plague has come across the uh, upon the radio waves. It has infected both me and, and, and Moody. Uh, so uh, we're going to do our best to make the show work. Even though we're both kind of under the weather, um, but uh, with us is uh, Alfred Crane, um, who is basically, hey, what's up, man? Um, so tonight uh, we're going to cover ground that's probably been covered a million times over in the past several months, um, with horses that have been beaten dead, uh, tauntauns, I guess, uh, I guess you would say, <sighs> that have been beaten dead and turned into glue. Um, but we're going to talk about The Last Jedi. Um, I'm, I figure by this point everybody has seen it. Uh, if you have not, spoilers. Uh, I'll put a spoiler alert up there because we'll probably get into some spoilers. Um, but um, I guess we'll start this off with the uh, – I guess we'll talk about the the, the, the divisiveness uh, of this one. We'll just Let's just jump right in and talk about how this movie seems to have divided Star Wars fans right down the middle. Um in fact, I was I saw something the other day where uh, um, somebody had posted the fact that, um, you know, Star Trek fans have been divided for a long, long time. You know, I mean, you you had your next generous versus your original series and stuff, and and then you know basically you have your 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 JJ uh, Abrams uh, dissenters and and everything, and, and you know with your with your classic Trek and stuff. And for the most part, um, it was a comment from a friend of mine who had mentioned the fact that up until this point. Star Wars fans had been mostly unified. Like, in fact, Star Wars fans used to make fun of Star Trek fans because they're like, oh, you guys can't even, you know, agree on what you like and everything. And for the most part, you know, Star Wars fans were universally like, yay, the original trilogy is great. Yay, the, pre- the prequels suck. And, and now all of a sudden this movie comes along and, and, and now everybody's just like, hey, we're just as divided as you guys. So let's, let's dig into that and, uh, and see what, uh, see what we get out of that. What do you think? Uh, like, who do you want to go first? Um, let's have Alfred go first, because I mean, he's he's our guest, uh, so we'll let him we'll, we'll let him take the reins. Right. Thanks. Um. Yeah. I uh, I'll have to admit, when I saw the movie, I, I really loved it, and I saw it two more times, and I still liked it. I mean, there still is kind of a tremor in the force because <laughs> I gave it an A for surprises because I thought. Can we go spoilers or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. spoilers. I, 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 okay. I threw the spoiler tag out there, so don't go for it. Okay. Everybody, 
Um, Hopefully everybody sees Leia, it at this point. If not, I thought Leia had yeah. like five minutes of the movie, and that was going to be it. And I was like, so right. really surprised how much she was in it. I give it an sure, A sure. for surprises and a B minus for originality because of points. I was like, I felt like I was watching Empire and then Jedi. Sure, sure. And then I started to read into some of the. Someone did a really good um, um, web posting on some of the. I don't know if it's canon or non-canon, but a lot of the stuff that were kind of like, where the hell did that come from, came from the expanded universe. So after I read that, I was a bit more accepting of a few things, but I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was going too comedy at first. I thought we were going to go Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor. Actually, But then it kind of settled down, and and there's a lot of fun parts and I had a good time. I mean, if I had a few things to do to to, to change it a bit, I would. But sure. I enjoyed the new characters they introduced, and and it had some really cool scenes. I mean, they're one of the coolest um, spaceship scenes when oh yeah, the commander went to warps light speed and blew the Snoke ship in half, but. I enjoyed it all three times, and and like I said, I could see. I don't see why people. I can see where people can be like, you know, they're trying to vote it off the island, but um, we've got some time to to share more, and I'll turn it over to Jonathan. Sure, sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, Well, and I think yeah, and I think I talked about this before to you, Donnie. Like I I enjoyed it uh, myself. Sure. I was kind of. You know, I even put a uh, you know uh, a post on my Facebook saying I can't believe, uh, you know, um, I don't know why people hate on this so much. Fuck the haters, you know. This is actually a good movie. <laughs> right, right, right. I thought because you know when I, when I hear and then John Johnson had to say something, of course, because he's one of the guys who our, our mutual friend uh, Donnie Donnie and I sure. uh, have a mutual friend who is a uh, was not a, was not a huge fan of this particular movie. And um, like you know, that didn't that didn't persuade me to like going. Well, John didn't like it. I'm not going to go see it. You know, like I wanted to see what what he didn't like well, about fair. it. And maybe you know, and maybe I would agree, or maybe I wouldn't. And I'm very sure. glad I didn't. Um, to, to because be, to it, be fair, would me? Oh, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Well, I just want to say my piece of why I enjoyed it. I just I felt like it was a little bit different you know, than sure. the, the Force Awakens. And I feel like, you know, it was, you know, yeah, it did have a little bit of the, you know, things that we weren't wanting, like, you know, it felt a little bit too much like Empire, especially with, uh, uh, you know, Benicio Del Toro kind of playing a very Lando Calrissian type of role, but doing it himself, you know, being his sure. own character. And I enjoyed that. Um, I actually, at first, I didn't know it was him for a long time. Like, like oh, really? I did not realize that was him. And um, I thought they did such a great job with, with him as a character that I just got lost into it. So I, I, I knew he was in it, you know, somewhere. Right, right. And then when I kind of got toward the end, I go, no, man, that's Benicio Del Toro, isn't it? And um, I was very happy to, you know, uh, to kind of uh, feel like, like for for a little bit of time that I I wasn't being you know strung along by by a Hollywood actor that I was you know they weren't right. throwing a cameo in there because you know they can afford to 
which, um, you know, that's what I was a little bit worried about in the beginning with Disney taking over the franchise, is that how much of this is going to be Hollywood, and you know, Hollywood eyes, and how much of this is actually going to be canon from, you know, a lot of old, you know, sure, stuff sure. from Star Wars. So anyway, I, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, the direction. I enjoyed Luke. Luke really... Um, Luke, I had like a love or hate on it because I love the fact that they brought him back and that he was so awesome and, and then spoilers, you know, once again, so cover your ears if you've not seen this, but Luke dies at the end and makes no sense whatsoever of like, okay, I'm going to only, I'm going to come here and I'm going to, you know, fight this character Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in and but I'm gonna fight him with my mind. I'm gonna be so powerful he's gonna think he's fighting me. And then when I when I like beat him up and make sure he you know like I, I prove that like hey you can't get me, I'm gonna kill myself. Does that make any sense whatsoever? I don't know. Well, I don't like, I don't I don't think he killed himself. I think the strain on his body from projecting him himself that far across the galaxy was, was, was what killed him. And because he basically was using every uh, ounce of strength and, and, and force ability that he had left. I think that's what they right. were trying to go for um, is they were trying to, you know, basically say, look, he's, he has one big shot to do what he needs to do to kind of set. And because, because the whole, the whole, his whole point of being there in the first place is he realizes that he was wrong about, about, you know, turning his back on everything and that he was, you know, at that point he was like, I need to do what I need to do. And he knew all that he had left was to be the beacon that, that, that he didn't think he could be and to atone for the sins that he had caused, you know, basically during the time that we didn't see with, with, with you know, his, his nephew and everything. And so him standing there with him not only thumbing his nose at his son or at his nephew and saying, look, he's like, you're never going to be who you think you're going to be. But it was also him basically reigniting the flame of the rebellion and to, and being a beacon of hope when there was none. And and it took so much out of him that basically it was like he, he did everything he needed to do at the end. He atoned for his sins and it was time for him to go to rest. And I, I, uh, okay. I, I think, I think Ryan Johnson even confirmed that as well, but I could be wrong. Um, but uh, I hope he comes back as a Jedi spirit a la Obi-Wan. I'm hoping that? he'll do that. I'm hoping he'll come back as an Obi-Wan ghost. I can't imagine why not because I mean we 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 saw the return of Yoda uh, in this episode so clearly the Force Ghosts are still out and about and so my guess is because because at this point there are no masters left in the universe um, mm-hmm. all the ma- all, all all the all the masters of any type of Force discipline are gone and so I have a feeling that you're gonna have uh, I, I have a feeling that even though Luke is dead uh, I think Mark Hamill is gonna return and stay as a Force Ghost and probably continue to guide Ray. On the path she needs to, but at the same time, you know they've established that the old teachings need to um, need to expand, need to go away, and that the the ideology of what the Jedi is needs to expand and grow and become something better than what it used to be. Because even he was saying that, you know, the Jedi were awful. Like they like they are the reason why the Emperor came to power because they they're they had their hubris and their arrogance at that at how powerful they were is what brought them down. And so he wants everything to be better than that. Um, right. So I, I I have a feeling, and you know I would really it'll be a bonus, and I and I I'm honestly hoping that they do this because I know I know J J Abrams is coming back to direct the final uh, installment since the uh, the other director that they had uh, got fired, but um, I think it would be really really cool if 
you see, because I mean, Luke even said, if you strike me down, he said the Kylo's, if you strike me down, I will haunt you like your father does. And so yeah. I think it'd be really funny to have Luke not just appear to Ray, but in the next film, constantly up, appear to, to Kylo and constantly just taunt him and just basically sit there and just anger him, <laughs> you know, constantly over his shoulder, like, hey, what are you doing? That's stupid. What do you do? You know, just basically just keep, you know, constantly just, just, just poking at him, you know, uh, metaphorically and just angering the hell out of him. I think that'd be really, really cool. Kind of, um, the lady we'll following, kind of like the lady following Baltar and Battlestar Galactica and the new one. Right, exactly. Gives. Exactly. So that would I, be cool. I think that'll be, yeah. And I, I mean, why not? I mean, you know, and I, uh, getting back onto the whole idea of the, of the split, um, I understand why people are split on this movie. It's it's this movie had to do a lot of things. Um, the first movie was meant to bring the nostalgia back because everybody was so everybody was so unified in their anger over the prequels that um, Abrams knew that in order to bring the fans back in to bring in new people, he had to kind of retread what we'd already seen, and so that's what the Force Awakens was. And for the most part, it had it had its dissenters as well. But for the most part, most people loved it. And even though they're like, well, it's a new hope all over again. But J.J. Abrams knew that that's what we needed at that point in time. We needed the familiar in order to kind of get us back in and go, oh, man. You know, they needed to pull at those heartstrings. I think what um, Last Jedi attempted to do was to um, give us a little bit of give – give us a mixture. Give us a little bit of the old. Give us a little bit of the new. And at the same time, uh, the message in the movie is the same as the message um, ab- about the movie. The, the whole the whole underlying message wasn't just for the characters in the film; it was for everybody. Like, hey, Star Wars isn't always going to be the, the same thing. You you got to break free of the traditions that you've held yourself to, and so you need to learn that Star Wars can be different. and And I, I agree. Like at first, the 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 humor at first, because like the the whole thing, the whole scene at the very beginning where Poe is 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 basically doing the call thing with with Hux, and he's like, oh, "Hello, are you there? Are you there?" I laughed my ass off, and then I was like, "This feels really weird. This is the type of humor that I'm used to." But as I was thinking about it, I was like, "Why not? Like, who says it can't be? Yeah. Because we've never seen that before." Like, and so, I, I saw a good point um, the other day where they were talking about how the same thing with like force abilities. You see new force abilities in this movie, and people were like, "Well, that we've never seen him do that before." Like. Every Star Wars movie that you've seen, we've seen new force abilities that you've never seen before. So yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a common thing. And, and and to be fair, the new force abilities in this in this in this movie really aren't that radically uh, different. Like they're just kind of different versions. So, but I mean, in, in general, I think the, the the division is just a lot of people just don't want to let go of what they like. They're like, hey, I. I want my Star Wars to be this one thing, and I want it to only be this one thing. And you put some new chocolate in this peanut butter of Star Wars, and I don't like it. And so, and you're going to lose people. But unfortunately, you're going to bring in new people as well. And I, I'm, I'm the type of person where I'm willing to adapt. I'm willing to open my mind to the Force and allow myself to to see this film as as as, as the next as the next step towards something bigger. And again, I I think that's where the division is, and I think that's why we're so you know everybody's so divided on it it's because it's just it's they weren't expecting a lot of the things that happened. And, uh, and to be fair, when you look at it, you're just like, why not? Why can't Star Wars be this? Why can't Star Wars be that? So, and I agree, I agree um, with you on that. And, but I, I want to mention that a lot of people are also saying that um, to them uh, with a lot of, a lot of the, the new ways and that the, the old ways have to be taken out and all this blah, blah, blah is basically trying to piss on uh, uh, George Lucas's Star Wars, which is not true. 
But that's yeah, what a lot of people true. are trying to. That that's what they're trying to. A lot of people are trying to claim is that it's like saying, well, you know what, uh, George Lucas's Star Wars doesn't matter. You know, this is what's going on now, and this is what you know, whatever. And I think that's sure. It's bullcrap because what is you know what you're exactly right. Like they need, we need to adapt to something new. It's a whole new era of Star Wars. Um, I mean, there was the there was the 80s and the, uh, the 70s and 80s, and there was, you know, the uh, 2000s, basically, 1999 right. to 2005. Now this is 2000 and um, was it, uh, 15 to 2020 right. or whatever, and this is our, you know, this is this specific one. You know, this is the Star right. Wars, and we have to... You know, we have to understand that this is what's going on with it. It's not, you know, it, it doesn't. It, it's a whole new future, basically. And then they're going to yeah. be more, you know. And and and, and it, it, it yeah. doesn't. Go, go ahead, Alfred. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think one of the biggest things like this we brought up J.J. Abrams, you know, in the Star Trek. I think what I have to do with what I did with these is what I did with when J.J. Abrams did Star Trek was I just totally kept my mind open and just was like, absolutely. When I was in college, I would do everything I could to learn every nuance of a new movie. But this time I was like, saw the teaser, saw the extended, and that was it. I didn't kind of keep watching them and try to analyze them. I said, I'm going to go in and enjoy it. And and I really liked the... um, I like Benicio del Toro's character show because when he showed up, I was like, "Holy cow, this is awesome!" Oh yeah, and the um, the lady from Jurassic Park—I can't think of her name right now. Who played oh, Laura the, Dern. Oh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Awesome. And, yeah. That's, and, oh, that. Oh, go ahead. And no, it just was a great way to introduce some some you know new characters that we know. I sure. mean professional wise and then old ones. I mean Chewbacca had some really funny moments and some people were like, Well that was cruel. It's like it was funny. It was Chewbacca being Chewbacca. I mean Sure. Mm-hmm. And um the part oh, you mean where... Chewbacca and the the porgs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that stuff was it's so funny. silly. But it was it was it, and it's funny too because um, a lot of people are angry about the porgs, and they're like saying that they're new e- the new Ewoks, which I don't agree with because the, the the porgs hadn't really had no bearing on the plot whatsoever. And the only reason why the porgs were even there, uh, I was reading about this uh, a couple weeks ago, is that because of the island that they filmed on uh, has um, uh, puffin um, uh, penguins, you know, little puffins, and right. they're they are protected. And so they were filming on the Island and the puffins were everywhere and they couldn't just shoot them away because they're protected. And so basically what they had to do is basically almost all the porgs that you see out there on the out and the outside are basically digitally or digitally changed from being puffins. Oh, wow. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the porgs, the porgs were their way of trying to work around the puffins that they could not, they weren't allowed to shoot them away. They weren't allowed to try to make them move or anything. They basically were, they were told that they had to try to film around them. And so anytime a porg uh, or a, a puffin uh, popped up in frame, they just basically digitally altered it into a, uh, into a porg. Um, and granted, they kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's really interesting how that worked out. So it was the porgs are really their their creation was really only to fix a uh, a technical issue, 
Um, but they made it work, and I think they made it. I think it, I think it was just cute enough without being too cute. It wasn't like overly done. I think there was just enough to it. Um, but that's another thing that divided everybody. Uh, as far as the yeah. movie goes, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, the damn Porgs. And I'm like, eh, well, I mean, they weren't that bad. And, you know, um, I wanted to get back on, on what you were saying uh, earlier, Jonathan, about um, how, uh, you know, there, there really were shades of Empire and Jedi in this movie. But I think there was – I think they did that with a purpose. Um, I think Ryan Johnson, what he wanted to do is he wanted to take the, the familiar – and once again, this whole movie is about taking the familiar and turning it on its ear. Because if you notice, a lot of the same beats from Empire and Jedi are in this movie, but they go in a completely different direction. Yeah, yeah um, they do. With the, with, with the, with the Benicio del Toro character. That, yeah, it's very similar to Lando, but that went a completely direct, different direction. Like he was helping them, and then he turned on them after they got caught. And so, and then on top of that, you have the situation with you know the Jedi angle with um, uh, uh, with uh, um, oh, I can't remember his name, um, the the evil dude, uh, Kylo's uh, master. Um, crap. No. Oh, uh, Snoke. 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 Thank you, Snoke. Um, you know, where Snope, you know, had them bring, you know, Ray to his chambers and, you know, they had the face off and everything, but that went completely south too. It was, it was, it was the same beats, but they were like, we're going to turn this on its ear. We're, we're going to take you through the beats, but we're going to show you something different. And I think that was, that was the, the whole point was to yeah, kind of give us, they were trying to, they were trying the to, emperor. Was, right. We're exactly. The, the whole point before was, we're supposed to. You know, because you're yeah, expecting them to live to the next yeah, one. Now what's going to happen? The surprise factor in this just goes like, wow. Yeah, exactly. Know, yeah. And I and I think that I think that falls in line with the whole because um, really they they wanted to kind of continue some of the nostalgia factor that you love from from Force Awakens, but then they're like, now here's the part where we turn everything on its ear and show you that there's a different way to go and a different way to look at things, and that's exactly what that is is, is those moments. Um, are really uh, <clears throat> there to kind of show you, like, look, we don't have to do this the same way anymore. And, you know, because really this movie um, isn't just a film, just to, a Star Wars film to enjoy. This movie has a lot of, of messages that it wanted to deliver to the viewing audience as well. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. some people didn't – some people went right over their heads, and some people just got too angry and just didn't care at that point. But um, <clears throat> the other well, – um, well, One thing that was pretty cool was um, at the end, I mean, we talk about – I like how it's left open, but I, I could have sworn I saw um, two times you saw the Jedi text on the Falcon in the drawer that Finn was going in and out of to get the bandages for um, sure. the, the lady. And it looked like Ray had taken the text, and that's probably why. Um, so we saw the text. She still has her Force abilities. She sure, saw sure. the the kids at the... Um, at the pen on that planet and the kid grabs the, uh, he's got the ring and he's got the, right. He whisks the broom up and it's like, okay. So the force, I like the approach of the force being universal. And I think Luke was finally like, Hey, I can't turn my back on the force, but that right. was a really good thing too. He's like, Oh, what do you feel? Is that the force? <laughs> yeah. Which that that, but, uh, that 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 brings up another good point too. Um, again, taking something familiar and turning it upside down is um, the whole idea of Ray's lineage, Ray's parentage. Um, a lot of people are also angry and upset because the reveal that Ray's parents aren't anybody; they're just junkers that sold her pissed off a lot of people. But again, 
Ryan Johnson was going for the the uh, the le- the last minute faint where he's like, we've seen this story a million times. We've seen Anakin. He had you know basically he had a a Christ birth, you know basically where he had no father. He was born from the Force, and then we had Luke, who was basically from a long line. But it's all it's 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 never been established that you know you have to come from a line of Jedi in order to be a Jedi. Anybody can be. In fact, Obi Wan Kenobi says it in Episode Four that the Force you know can affect anybody. It 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 affects all of us. And you know it's it's all and even in the prequels, the the whole midi chlorian count comes into play. So you don't have to be from a line of Jedi to be a Jedi. The Force anybody can become a Jedi. Anybody can 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 be Force sensitive. And so. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnson was Ryan Johnson was trying to really drive that point home. Like, and I think that I think that was a brilliant move on his part because, like I said, we've seen the whole oh, I come from a line of Jedi and so I'm special. Where Ray's not special. Like, like her special. What? Well, let me take it back. She's special, but what makes her special isn't where she comes from. It's how she defines herself, and that was the whole point of her storyline so far is to show that mm-hmm. she defines who she is. And we don't need to we don't need to rely on who you came from, who, you know, whose testicles did you pop out of? It doesn't matter anymore, you know? And I think that's great. Um, yeah. I know, I agree. And, um, and, but the thing I um, am, and a lot of people are kind of, like, upset about was, like, they had this perfect way to kill, to, to let go of uh, Carrie Fisher. They had this perfect, beautiful way and everybody was thinking oh man this is how she's they're gonna let her go she's gonna you're gonna let her go in space that is like the perfect sweetest thing nope she uses the force to come back home which makes no sense because she's not a jedi she does not have and unless she is a jedi and and that that was never talked about at all well (laughs) you never you you don't you don't have to be a you don't have to be a Jedi to be force sensitive to be able to manipulate the force. Luke technically wasn't a Jedi in Empire when he called the lightsaber to his hand in the Wampa cave. He was still learning. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think, and I and I think I know a lot of the expanded universe stuff now is considered can- the stuff that they're doing now is canon. And I know they've established because I mean you knew that Leia had force ability when Luke was able to contact her in Empire, so that established that. And then later on in Empire in, in Jedi she could feel when that, that Luke had survived the explosion of the second Death Star. So those, those innate abilities were there. And, you know, it's one of those situations where since we didn't have access to the 30 years of time in between Jedi and Force Awakens, it's possible that she could have been doing some light, you know, Force uh, toning up while she was there. I mean, she, and, you know, and just, and just from natural ability, I mean, if you have a skill, even if you don't develop it, you're still going to kind of develop it just by accident, just by doing things here and there. Um, right. And so... It's not really out of the realm of, of 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 believability that she was able to force pull herself back into the airlock. Um, at least right. to me, I don't think it is because really that's the only really other than that she didn't, she most of her force abilities so far have still been the being able to contact and and talk to people through the force. And so, like I said, and to be fair, she's in space, and it, and that's another thing too. It's it's it might have been a fight or flight situation because if you think about it, they also established that. The force doesn't. You can control the force, but the force can also guide you as well. It's almost like it's a living, breathing entity, and so Ray. I think Ray ex- uh, experienced that in the Force Awakens when she was going up against Kylo, because everybody was complaining about how it was so weird how she could suddenly wield that lightsaber with with complete accuracy. And I'm like, I don't think it was her. I think the I think she was letting the force control her and letting the force guide her 
And I think in this situation, I think because Leia was on the verge of death in the middle of space, I think it was a fight or flight tendency. She opened herself up to the force and the force basically guided her back to the, you know, allowed her to, to use a force pull to gain back into the airlock. Um, now granted, I, this my speculation based on what I know, but I, that's, that's what I, that's what I gathered from that scene. Yeah, I agree. Um, like some people are like, well, Ray got really fast with the powers really quick. It's a well in, and Empire Strikes Back, which is about a half hour shorter than Last Jedi, Luke became right. pretty much Jedi. So it's like, okay, yeah, and he had but, a crash course in Jedi training. Yeah, yeah. And, um, like, I mean, and I they really both. Thought, well, go ahead. Uh, one of the things I really thought was um was cool was um when we saw Luke's ship. The movie kept duping me because I was like, oh, man, he raised his ship and he flew to the planet. And I was like, oh, he's a hologram. And it just kept, you know, just yeah, no. like really good with that. And I really liked your, your your thoughts on those things because I had some trouble with those things, but I accepted them. And, and I teared up when Leia used the Force and got back in the ship because I thought she was a goner at that point. Sure, sure. And then I teared up when R two D two played her hologram. So they got oh man, and then when Yoda, that was a great scene. They showed him as a, when they showed him as a puppet. I was like yes, because they didn't turn him into the Yoda of the prequel. Oh no, yeah, they, him into, oh. they they recreated the puppet for the for that scene, which was beautifully done. Um, yeah. Although the the interesting thing though is is now that we've we've established because we've never seen it before but we've now established that force ghosts can physically touch people because Yoda mm-hmm. physically touched Luke and they're able to still manipulate the force even as force spirits so again i think that's a key ingredient there that may uh that may help indicate that that we might uh we might see Luke still in a very uh uh mastery capacity in the next movie because um, if he can still manipulate stuff, then, you know, there's there's no telling what, you know, I mean, the possibilities are endless with him. Um, now, my my dream my, my, my dream would be, um, now that Luke has opened himself back, obviously it'll be difficult to bring back an Alec Guinness. I mean, it's not impossible, because, I mean, they, did, they brought back Grandma Tarkin for Rogue One. Yeah. But I would really like to see, um, and I know Liam Neeson has talked about it for a million for times, but I would really like to see Qui-Gon Jinn show up. Um, yeah, me too. Mainly because... He was the first Jedi, supposedly, that learned how to do the transition to Force Ghost. And even though I'm not a big fan of the prequels, I actually liked Liam Neeson as Qui Gon. I think he was an, he was one yeah. of the best parts of the of the of the of the first of the first uh, prequel. And so I and I know they've mentioned it before. Like he was supposed to have shown up as a, as a Force Ghost in Episode Three, but due to time constraints, he was filming something else at the time. They couldn't because it was actually in the original shooting script. They were going to have him appear oh, wow. to Yoda. Um, but instead, all we got was Yoda mentioning it uh, at the end of that movie because they just they couldn't fit it into a schedule. But I mean, he said time and time again that he'd be willing to come back, and I think it would be great to kind of see other Force ghosts kind of show up. Um, granted, there probably aren't that many since Qui Gon was the first one to learn how to do it. So, but I mean, it would be neat to have Qui Gon show up and basically offer his wisdom at some point, which I think would be really neat. I mean, I don't know if they'll ever do it, but it would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be cool. Like, I, I... I almost feel like there should be a Force Ghost movie, you know, like a spinoff. Like I'd, <laughs> yeah. I honestly would rather watch that than Han Solo, uh, Solo story, because that honestly, that's not uh, like the thought of it's not gripping me, you know. Like I, I really, I kind of don't care about young Han Solo. Like I don't know, I, I, I feel like 
it's weird that they are doing these solo stories or whatever in in its way because (laughs) I thought the whole point was to get away from the past and and concentrate on the future of Star Wars. And so you would think that they would do more Star Wars stories involving, you know, things that are happening now, you know. And so anyway, but those stories would be fun. I, th- I think Disney is trying to burn the candle at both ends. I think they're trying to yeah. uh, move Star Wars on for the next generation, but at the same time still kind of hold on to something for, for, for those of us who, are, who grew up with it. Um, I'm, actually, I, I'm actually looking forward to the Han Solo movie only because I, when I was a kid, I read um, the Han Solo series that they put out. Because this is like back in like uh, early 80s, like 80, 81, 82, or whatever, 83. Um, they did a Han Solo trilogy, it was Han Solo at Star's End, uh, Han Solo in the court. Uh, the court I don't, I don't remember what there were. There were there were three books in the series, um, and I remember, I remember checking them out at my local library and reading all three of them, and I just thought they were amazing. It was, I, it was fun seeing Han and Chewie, you know, dashing rogue and his Wookiee companion on the Millennium Falcon fighting against uh, this local government called the Corporate Sector Authority and all these different little adventures that they went on. You know, and I, I enjoyed them. And I, if, if, if this movie is even half as good as I remember those books being, I'm, I, I think I'm in for a treat. And I'm hoping uh, against hope. I mean, you've got Ron Howard directing it, which isn't a bad choice. The man directed Willow and, and other movies of that, of that right. ilk. So um, he's not a bad choice for director filling in for Lord Miller, who got kicked off. But um, well, yeah, I'm, how, not, I'm how not against it they all. Shot, how long had they shot before uh, Ron Howard got called in? From from what I remember reading, they got a, a significant amount of of, uh, of filming done. Uh, I wouldn't it was like say two thirds or so. Yeah, I think it was like two thirds of the film was complete um, by the time they got kicked off. And the real reason is, and it's, and and it's just one of those. It's another situation, kind of like um, oh, who was else that got kicked off of the movie? Um, but it's it's just one of those situations where you know it seemed like they were going to be a good fit because because Lord and Miller are actually pretty uh, ingenious guys you know they the Lego Movie was fun you know and they've done a couple other things uh, since then that are also pretty decent films but you know their coming their comedic sensibilities seem like they're going to fit and it just turned out that it just didn't work out that way and I think you know it's just one of those situations where um, Kathleen Kennedy who is the the head the head lady at at, uh, at Disney Lucasfilm. Um, I think she just saw that there were just some there, there's some inconsistencies that weren't going to fit with the way they want Star Wars to be, and that's just what happened. But I mean, you got Ron Howard on there, and there's a seasoned veteran who's going to be able. And he, I know they did a lot of reshoots, a lot of reshoots. Um, but at the same time, I do know there was there, they they did keep some of Lord Miller's footage, um, just not very much. It's, it's going to be almost like a uh, like a like a Superman two kind of situation where uh, uh, they brought in Richard Lester to refilm all of. Uh, Donner scenes, or not Richard Lester? Um, crap, I can't remember his name. Uh, I digress. I'm sick. I'm sorry. I'm I'm forgetting names <laughs> right now. Um, but, but um, uh, I, I was speaking of Han Solo. I think I'm looking forward to that because I really like the guy that got uh, to play Lando. He's really good in oh, Community. Yeah. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Donald, yeah, yeah, Glover's gonna nail wonderful. it. Glover's gonna nail it. That man oh, is so talented. Um, and I'm Wait, also I'm looking I'm, forward to the rumors of the Obi Wan movie, and I sure hope to get you sure. and McGregor. But because I think that would be that's another opportunity for Qui Gon to come into a movie if sure. they do a 
guiding Obi-Wan Ma- through the wilderness of Tatooine. And- Absolutely. Um, well, M- McGregor just said recently, they asked him, and he said he's open for it. He just hasn't heard anything, so we'll we'll see okay. how that goes. Cool. He's, yeah. yeah, he's, he's down nice. for it. We just, you know. But um, uh, I wanted to I wanted to touch upon one more thing, um, and it's something really really neat. Um, before I mean we've got like about ten minutes left, um, but um, I did want to touch upon there there's a there's a key ingredient in Star Wars because I've seen it twice uh, in theaters, but there was a key ingredient uh, in Star Wars that I didn't realize, and I and I love the movie even more now that I've because you guys all remember I'm sure you guys all know that the original Star Wars by George Lucas was uh, he, he, he based a lot of it off the Japanese film The Hidden Fortress, which right. is basically right. about these samurai that storm this hidden fortress and go after this you know big Darth Vader-like bad guy or whatever. Well, a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, they did the same thing with, um, with Last Jedi. Apparently, uh, it was a Kurosawa film. I can't remember which film it is. But, and I didn't realize this until I was reading about it online, and it made me love the movie more, because a lot of people were also upset about the way uh, the flashback sequence with Luke and Kylo uh, when he was training him and how he was almost killed him, they didn't like the way that was portrayed, and they were really pissed about how you know we saw it in three different ways. And from what I was reading, again, being true to the roots, and, and, and this is one of the things I love about how they're willing to still make appropriate nods to the things that we know about in our fandom, even if they're trying to move in a new direction, that that sequence, every time you saw that tale being told, the first time you saw the tale being told was from Luke's point of view. And from Luke's point of view, he was the hero, and he was the one that was trying to stop Kylo. The second time you see that flashback is you see it from Kylo's perspective. And when Kylo looks at Luke, Luke has got the yellowish eyes. He's got the dark circles around his eyes. He looks evil. And as far as Kylo's concerned, he's the hero. And then you get the third version of that same flashback when Luke finally – realizes what he's done and you get the more true version of that story. And it's based on uh, a sequence from uh, a Kurosawa film where they, the whole point was to tell the same story from three different perspectives and have the audience judge which one they thought was the most accurate one. And that's exactly what they do with last Jedi. And it makes me love that sequence even more. Cause I was kind of questioning it at first too, because I'm like, why is Luke so angry? Like he wants to kill him. And then I realized after I read that article, I was like, Holy crap. We don't. We're 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 just we're looking at it from one person's perspective. So you have Luke's perspective on the situation. You have Kyla's perspective, and then you have the, what probably more or less the true perspective after Luke realizes what he's done, and that's when he wants to atone for his sins. Is when he realizes that he made a mistake. And I just I just wanted to put that out there and just say that I once I found that out, I'm like it makes me love the movie even more because that is a brilliant sequence uh, that they pepper throughout the movie. Um, and I was just curious, you know, now that what's that? I was going to say that also ties in with Obi-Wan saying, you know, depends on your point of view. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good call. That was a good catch. Yeah, I didn't even thought about that, but you're absolutely right. The whole point of view thing, it it takes that, because, I mean, the point of view thing had been brought up in the in the original trilogy, but it does. It takes that. It takes it one step further. So, was wow. It, uh, I had, was, was it Rashomon or... Um, like which which oh, uh, specific? I think it was. Do you remember? It was Rashomon. It was Rashomon. Thank you. I yeah. okay. it was Rashomon. It was Rashomon. Okay. I looked, Thank it, you. I looked I, it up, I, and I think it said like yeah, that was the inspired it, uh, that movie inspired flashbacks, a spectacular right uh, samurai yeah, it, it was style Rashomon. lightsaber melee and red backdrops, which were all of yes. what you know. So which, that's awesome. Again, it is, 
it's 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 a testament to the fact that the people behind Kathleen Kennedy and the people behind uh, the Disney version of Lucasfilm still want to please I mean they want to please everybody but they also realize that the the audience that they're that's going to stick with them are the, are the newer ones that are just coming on because us old farts we're going to die soon I mean not literally soon but I mean we're we're eventually going to move on you know we're we're eventually going to become force ghosts ourselves and yeah. so you know you 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 want to move forward and you want to you want to give the older generations enough to be able to hang on to and still enjoy but you got to give more for the people coming on and I think Again, I think Kathleen Kennedy and crew are doing an amazing job. The more I learn about the elements that made The Last Jedi what it is, the more I appreciate it and embrace it, and I'm willing to see where this goes from here on out. I, I, I am fully ready for whatever, you know. But then again, we're, we got Abrams back on for the third installment, so he might take it back home in the other direction. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it either way. It's just It's a shame that you know, Carrie Fisher won't be able to finish because I know they wanted the original intention was to have the first movie be Han Solo's film, the second be Luke's, and then the the third one in the new trilogy to be Carrie Fisher, be, to be Leia's film. And now we're not going to have that, which is going to be, you know, that's going to be a, a dark tinge uh, on what is otherwise going to be a, a hopefully great installment. But um, I'm right. still, I'm excited to see where they're going to go with this because, you know, they <laughs> they answered a lot of questions and they raised a lot of questions, but that's what a Star Wars movie does. I mean, that's I mean, look at Empire. Yeah. <laughs> that's you want to talk about, you know, that kind yeah. of thing, just messing with you. Well, so, I think right, well, I mean, this okay. This is an epic movie that that kept me from going to the bed. I didn't realize it was two and a half hours till it was over. Yeah, and right. My bladder was about to burst, but I sat through the whole movie twice. Yeah. Before, because well, I didn't want to miss anything. No, yeah, you really don't. Um, so let's see, and we I'll got what, four minutes final, left. Oh, go ahead. One yeah, final thing I wanted to share that, that I thought would okay. have been a cherry on the cake of this movie is if Lando Calrissian would have answered the call and helped them on the planet. That would have sealed yeah. the deal. Yeah, Johnson. Johnson insists that he tried to find a place to fit Lando and he couldn't, but I don't know if I I don't know if I agree with him on that because I feel like there's at least a couple places where they could have thrown Lando in there, but <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Um, yeah, that was but anyway, thing I think was way cool, but yeah, that's go ahead. We got we got like four minutes left, so uh, Moody, you want to throw out the last thoughts or whatever? Okay, well. Um... Yeah, we, we since it cuts us off at like seven fifteen, we've got we got pretty much to have this wrapped up. Um, I want to thank you guys so much, both of you guys, uh, for for Absolutely. being on here as um, you know, chatting with us about everything. This was just awesome. I think we got a lot out of this uh, particular oh, absolutely uh, movie. Um, Me too. I want to mention that next week we are going DC on your ass. Um, I've oh, got yeah. uh, my guest. Uh, it's Mo. I've got to contact her today, probably, and see if she's still on for next week. <laughs> um, and then uh, Marvel on uh, the next Monday, and then Disney the, on the first uh, February. Which you're not going to be there for that one, right? Like you, uh, um, uh, Donnie. You said you the fourth of. Oh, uh, um, February, actually, you were not. I can actually make that now. Um, my okay, uh, good. The, the 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 trip that I that I originally was scheduled for with my job um, actually got moved, so I'm actually free that Monday, so I can I can hop in. So we've got that, and then what, what's after that? Uh, 
I think Doctor Who's after that, and then nice. Um, yeah, and then after that, Boy Meets World or something. I don't know. We've got. I think we've got it written down somewhere. So, um, but I want to thank everybody who listened tonight. Um, hopefully, you guys got some stuff out of it as well, and you enjoyed this. Yeah, thanks uh, for joining us, Alfred. Uh, yeah, and thank you, Alfred, so much for calling in, dude. We really appreciate yeah, that. You're welcome. Great. You're welcome, guys. All right. Thanks a lot for having me on again. I really enjoyed it. All right. Well, everybody, have a great night. You guys have May a great night. May the force be with you. All. Yeah. May the force be with you. <laughs> and the force be with you always. All right. Always. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. Night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.